There are four stories today, and all of them spooky. Our first is The Whispers. Last week, something eerie happened that I can't seem to shake off. It was in the dead of night, and I was stirred awake by whispers. It sounded like a hushed conversation happening right next to me, and the strangeness of the situation jolted me awake. I opened my eyes to look for the source of the whispers, but saw nothing, except for a strange dark red glow coming from my phone. As I reached for it, the screen went black. I checked to see if any apps were open that could have caused the whispers or the red screen, but found nothing. It was 3.41, an odd hour for something like this to be happening. The next day, as I was walking home from work, that same spooky whispering echoed around me. My heart raced as I picked up my pace. And then I could see them, two dark figures lingering a few paces behind me. I stole another quick glance behind me, and they'd gone, faded into the shadows. I shared my strange encounters with a friend not sure if she'd believe me, but... Oh my God! This is unbelievable! She told me the same thing happened to her. She was awakened by whispers, saw her phone light up, only to go to black as she reached for it. It's left a lingering fear. A chill that runs through me whenever I recall those whispers and the fleeting glimpse of the dark figures in the fading daylight. And that my friend experienced it too makes it all the more unsettling. Will these whispers return when I go to bed tonight? And for how long must I look over my shoulder when I walk home from work?
You may have heard me play the promo for Southern Gothic, the paranormal history podcast. During spooky season, they'll be adding Halloween campfire tales to their lineup. So if you're up for some good old fashioned Southern storytelling, check out Southern Gothic. This next one is not a paranormal story, but it is a good one, and it is scary. It's titled, Look at Me, and I should warn you, there's a scare in this one. This happened in my junior year of high school. One evening, my mother and stepfather went out for dinner. I stayed home to work on a paper that was due the next day. I was one of those kids who procrastinated until the last minute and spent the whole night working on it. My parents left at around 6pm. We should be back by 11. And the whole time they were gone, I sat at my desk, blasting music through my new noise-canceling headphones. Occasionally, I would take a break and watch the rain and lightning outside the window. We lived in Houston, and there was a big storm that night. My parents returned at around 11pm, just a few minutes after I finished the paper and had taken off the headphones. I heard the garage door open. Then the door to the house. Seconds later, I heard my mother call my name. Adrian! Yeah? What the hell happened here? Confused, I got up and walked down the short hallway that separated my room from the living room. My mum looked livid. Pointing to the carpet, she asked, Was this you? The carpet was covered in big muddy footprints. Did you have friends over? I frantically explained that I had no idea how those got there that I spent the whole night at my desk, working on my paper. I watched as her face changed from anger to confusion, and then to fear. We realized someone had been in the house. We scanned the footprints and it didn't take long to figure out they started at the back door. 
which we usually left unlocked. We could see where they came in, but there were no footprints exiting. Oh my God, they're still in the house. Then, as we stood at the back door... What do we do? Discussing the situation, we heard someone run down the hallway and out the front door. Oh God, they must have been hiding in our bedroom. As my dad locked the garage door, my mum went to the phone. Please, can you send someone over? Someone's broken into our house. After what seemed like hours, the police arrived. An officer stayed with us in the garage as his partner went through the house, room by room. His partner told us it was safe to go back in, that there was no one inside the house. Then she asked, Whose room is down the hall, to the left? My parents looked at me, and I told the officer that it was my room. She asked us to follow her down the hall. As we went, it was quite easy to see that the footprints had gone down the hallway and into my parents' room, then turned towards my room. The officer pointed to the wall next to my doorway. Written in black sharpie were the words, 847, I see you. 853, you forgot to lock the back door. 859, you seem focused. 924, turn around. 947, look at me. 1015, look at me. 1037, look at me! For nearly two hours, someone stood in my doorway, watching me. To this day, I shudder to think what would have happened if I had turned around and looked at him. Story number three is a fictional story called It's Coming.
Well, that's empty. Yes, Paul. I know. If I wanted dinner, I had to go to the supermarket. I was about halfway down an aisle when I assumed it was a power cut, but I couldn't hear any of the other shoppers. In fact, I couldn't hear anything. What was, just seconds before, a busy supermarket was now as quiet as a grave and as dark. As sin. I reached for my phone, for the flashlight. Then it happened. <gasps> the fingers that had wrapped around my throat were as cold as ice. I pulled back. And then everything started up again. But None of the other shoppers were reacting like anything had happened. I stood there for a minute, trying to make sense of it, then paid for my groceries and got the hell out of there. You hear about these things, but you don't really believe them. They're just stories for Halloween. I didn't tell anyone about it, for obvious reasons. And over the following weeks, I thought about it less. But it was still there, swimming like a shark in the dark waters of my subconscious. One night, a few of us went to see a movie. As we sat there in the dark, my thoughts went back to that day in the supermarket. And then, those same frigid fingers slid around my neck. I spun around to confront this person, but the seat behind me was empty, as was every other seat in that cinema. Then, the screen went black. I put my face in my hands as I quietly freaked the hell out. This isn't happening. Then, the movie started again. I looked up and found all the other people were back in their seats. But, my relief was premature. Despite the actors still speaking English, there were now subtitles on the screen. Subtitles that read, You're dead. You just don't know it. 
I turned to my friend. Did you see that? I'm serious. Did you see those subtitles? No. How long did he testify? None of my friends saw those words on the screen. I'm totally bewildered by this, but mostly I'm scared. The best case scenario is that it's some type of schizophrenic psychosis. That's a very cold comfort. It's been 13 weeks since that night in the cinema. Five months since the supermarket. I know it's coming. I just don't know what it is. We have one more, a long story, titled, It's Just a House. And I'll see you next week. This happened about four years ago. I worked for a local real estate agent, taking photos of homes for sale. I've seen some unusual things, like the occasional hidden room or a unique art collection left behind. But I had never encountered anything scary until this happened. It was a summer's day and I knew the neighbourhood I was heading to. Very suburban, with a large park and a school nearby. I arrived and began taking pictures of the home's exterior. When I finished, I headed to the front door. As I fumbled with the lockbox code, damn it, something washed over me, a feeling that I shouldn't be there. I finally got the front door open. Nope. The living room was a sea of debris. I immediately shut the door and went back to my car. I was going to call the agent and tell her I couldn't do it. But how could I explain it to her? It wasn't just that the house was a filthy mess. Something about it scared me. I wasn't going to lose my job over this, so I phoned my father 
and asked if he'd come with me. He's a very no-nonsense kind of man. Sure, give me half an hour. Thanks, Dad. As I pulled up to my parents' house, my heart sank. My dad's truck wasn't in the drive. Before I could get out of the car, my mum came running out, purse in one hand, flashlight in the other. Your dad got called into work. Oh. I'll go instead. Oh, good. You'd rather go alone? No, sorry mom. I was just hoping dad could come. Well, he can't, okay? Yeah, let's get this over with. What are you so worried about? It's just a house. Yeah. It's just a house. As we drove over there, I told her about the house and how it made me feel. Her cheeriness level dropped a few notches. I could see she was unnerved. We parked in front of the house and I could tell she didn't want to go inside. I didn't want her to go in either, but she came up with a solution. She'd stay outside and we'd stay connected via our phones. Yep. It's me. Yeah, Mom, I know. Inside the house was much darker than it should have been. It was getting late, but the house was getting none of what was left of the sunlight. I tried the switch, but the power was off. Luckily, I'd taken Mum's flashlight with me. I made my way through the rooms, careful not to step on anything as I went. disturbed. Children's toys lay littered on the floor among porn magazines and empty liquor bottles. Ooh, gross. What's gross? Um, nothing. I saw a bug. What kind of bug? Mom. Sorry. I went through the house as quickly as I could. And then I came to one final door. It was steps leading 
to a basement. Oh no. What's happening? It's nothing. I'm okay. The steps led to a landing, then turned a corner and continued down into the darkness. But all I could see was a wall. I had a very strong feeling I was going to see something horrific once I turned the corner of the landing. I was two or three steps from the landing when I heard it. It came from my phone. As I ran back up the stairs and through the house, I was fully expecting to find my mum lying lifeless in the front yard. But there she was. Oh, thank God. Standing just outside the door, but looking terrified. I took her by the hand and we ran to the car. turned to me and said, Are you going to tell me why you screamed? What? I thought it was you. Then who? For the record, neither of us were screaming, but we both heard the blood-curdling sound of a woman screaming for her life, and we both heard it through our phones. I pulled into a grocery store parking lot and we sat there for a good 10 minutes. Oh my God. How? How could that happen? I just don't know. When I got home, I uploaded the pictures without looking at them then sent them to the real estate agent. I told her she would have to do the editing herself as I wouldn't have them on my computer. Then I deleted the email and every single image. I'm afraid I can't tell you any of the history of that house, as I didn't do any research. I want to forget I ever went there. 